Ooh, these headphones are good this week. <laughs> Welcome back for another edition of the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I should call it another episode or another installment if you, know, if you want to use an industry term. We have all four of the boys in the house today for the first time. I don't know how long it's been. That means March must be right around the corner and when i say right around the corner i mean two days away gentlemen good evening i'm your host luke near guthrie alexander is seated to my left and if we go around the circle clockwise you'll find taylor pilkington in his normal spot i always sit here he had a little bit of a scare earlier this evening but i'm glad he's in good spirits and the vegas mike jaffe the prodigal son has returned hello i have arrived Ooh, i tell <laughs> you it was a little dodgy getting into the studio today yeah you know i ran into you surprisingly we're taping this on a wednesday night yep. following georgia tech virginia i pop out of uh the press room to get to record this podcast mm-hmm. and who do i see none other than uh, a friend of the program and uh college basketball announcer play-by-play man extraordinaire mike cousins and then i'm like oh he's probably talking to somebody i'm just gonna interrupt anyway and then you know who's talking to freaking vegas mike pops up on the, on the floor unbelievable and you know what i'll be honest i wasn't even in the arena for the game tonight i just ran over just to see cousins and to see you guys and then you know i actually had to tell the guy i came at the very end of the game where like the game was over so you I, used your ticket yeah i used the ticket in. that i had i was like hey hey the guy was like oh no you can't come in i was like no i left my scarf i'm a scarf guy <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, like, push back. then i like got all the way down to the floor and i was like i saw cousins standing in the car i was like cousins my dude Dude, I, yeah, and I, this know, is I all Taylor's idea. This excited. is like some Mission Impossible, you know, Indiana Jones extraction event. And, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have scripted it any other way than for me to run into you two. But, yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. also just Fun goes to show what terrible communication we have amongst ourselves. Because while <laughs> this is all going on, I thought Mike was dead. <laughs> and his phone died. It took like 40 minutes for me to find him. I'm right. like doing circles around. I split off a yeah. mic and Mike's like, oh, are you going back to the studio? And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you there. Uh, I'm headed that way now. And he's like, okay. Walks. I just assume he's going to find Taylor and get in the car. I could, I could have offered you, offered you a ride. I know. That would have been the smart thing to do. I did not realize that my phone I just figured you'd turn died. it down because, you know, yeah. your brother-in-law was probably waiting. Yeah, but. that that was my, my fault. And you know what? I do need to, right now, I need to apologize to the proud owners of Afghan Kebab across the street from JPJ. I did walk in there without a phone and was like, look, I have a proposition to make. Um, I, I don't I've got have a advice. phone. I've got a winner for you tonight. I don't have a phone and I need to go somewhere to record a You're podcast. Like, Take Marquette's second half right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll offer you. Yeah. Is <laughs> I, was, I literally was like, look, can I order like a plate of falafel and you guys can deliver me to the studio like i need to i need a ride i didn't have a car didn't have fun they politely declined luckily taylor swooped in and picked me up i appreciate it would you just what were you just making rounds i was you randomly, a searchlight on your car i was randomly driving around charlottesville expanding my search radius beyond jpj like <laughs> by 100 yards each time and then as i'm going down the street i hear Pilk from the side of the road. I'm like, I got him. I found him. So I made a quick U-turn, and I see a fleeting figure dashing across 
four lanes of yeah. traffic, and I'm like, I got him. And yeah, I, luckily he hopped in the car, and we were gone. Luckily, you know, I was wearing these John Walls. They allowed <laughs> me to streak across the. Can I tell you a theme of this podcast? <laughs> the two, one of the two of you getting in trouble, and the other one thinking how they're going to break it to the other ones, right? Or your sister-in-law. That's I'll, right. I'll, That's be, honest. The I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I thought he left me as uh, punishment for Charlestown. I was like, this dude left the days me. In. He left me at the Afghan kebab because of the days in. And I was like, Good, well played, Pilkington. Well played. It crossed my mind. Something similar. <laughs> uh, but anyways, but yeah, so. Yeah, no, what, another... what a great plan, though. Just, uh, we're on our way. We're on our way. <laughs> we'll, we'll pick him up. Yeah, I, if I was a, uh, you know, uh, somebody in the media, I would 100% jump into a, a random car with a, a ex college football player, backup quarterback, some local college beat reporter, a Dota player, and a gambler. Yeah. <laughs> you could go wrong. Sure, I'm in, guys. Let's go get Jack Brown. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get to some basketball. Uh, I mean, that sounds like good. a fun car ride. Yeah, it does, actually. Sounds yeah. Like a, that's actually more eclectic. fun than we actually are. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a Pilkington, like, Mission Impossible idea. Anyway, uh, uh, we, we got some weekend stuff to recap that I saw that I think was pretty important. And mm. uh, obviously, Tuesday, I thought, was very significant as far as the title race and shifting it a little bit. And you know what? I, th- I think this title race is more important than people are giving it credit for because there's two ones up for grabs for ACC teams, and there's three contenders for those one seats. So everyone's sloughing off these final games of the regular season like they don't really matter. They do matter tremendously mm-hmm. for the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament and for the ACC That's tournament right. seeding. So I'm not stuffing these off. I'm locked into these final games. I'm watching these teams closely. Duke falls at Castle Coliseum. Not a great look. Um, can we just say that they are not playing well right now? No. Cam Reddish I mean, yes, in particular. Cam Reddish. Where Donde esta Cam Reddish? I mean, he's nowhere to be seen. Um, yeah, Trey Jones was awful yeah, in the game. He and, was. He was. Uh, they really need Williamson back badly. Yeah, yeah they don't. They yeah. don't have to guard Trey Jones, and when you don't have to do that, I oh. mean, you know, that's you don't four have to guard five. Jack White. You don't have to guard. What happened to Jack White? You can half guard Bolden. The disappearance of Jack White. Well, I feel he, like he's then... also a little banged up, isn't he? I uh, think. I think he's got some injury issues. <laughs> that was like that's a, a convenient <laughs> excuse. I think he hasn't hit a three since yeah. what January. If you look at his <laughs> shot chart, shot chart, the like. Open circles for missed shots. The like three point line is oh, yeah. last with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he's still shooting better than Trey Jones. Anyway, um, nice win by VT. They should get Robinson back, from what I'm hearing from uh, little birds out there. I think for the ACC tournament or senior night. That's what oh, I'm okay. that would be nice okay. for him. I I really like Justin Robinson. I, I hope he does come back for senior night. I think it's kind of good for them to take a little time and figure it out without him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they need. Why? Secondary ball handlers. Well, I they mean, need somebody else who can kind of be a little more comfortable on the ball. Blackshear too. I oh. mean, the emergence of Blackshear just yeah. as a pure scorer. Um, you know, you had mentioned him as kind of your unlockable character. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, so I'm actually kind of proud great. of you. Yeah, he's been great recently. I mean, well, he's averaging like 21 over his past four or five. I mean, he dominated against Duke. Shashevsky like, in his post game said that he was the most unique center in the entire league, and wow. I agree with him. And. He said there's nobody like him, really, in, in our in, entire league. And I agree. Hmm. I mean, you don't see any more true centers. I, mean, he's I can't think a of any playmaker. He's, he used the word playmaker. He's a playmaking center. You don't see that often. Well, yeah, he, you can, he doesn't have to be like right under the basket when he gets the ball. And Duke kind of uh, – I mean, Virginia Tech against Duke did what I guess Gonzaga did earlier this year really well, which is they Blackshear came out and set ball screens – 
And, you know, like whether it was Bolden guarding him or somebody else, they didn't really guard that ball screen very well. It really mm-hmm. messed up. I mean, Duke's defense just dropped off a cliff. Well, they got two cakewalks next up, which will be nice. They're Wake and Miami at home. I don't think in that order. And then they finish at North Carolina. Speaking of, Carolina gets a win over Syracuse, an eight-point win. It's a little bit more lopsided than that final score. Syracuse is the wonkiest team in this league right now for me. I don't understand how they score. I don't know how they got to, what, 85 points. I just, I mean, I watched that team probably too much. And it seems like all the shots they're taking are these inefficient shots, but you know they're going in and they're getting to the line a little bit. So North Carolina impressed in their wins against Florida State and Syracuse, or left a little. Eh. What do you guys think? I think the win against Florida State was one of the most impressive of the year. I actually, I really like that win against Florida State. Florida for North State Carolina. took a dump on the North Carolina State. Florida, logo Florida State was super hot coming it. into that. They were super hot coming into that game. I I expected them to give Carolina a serious game, and North Carolina ran all over them. I actually heard from a close friend that Kobe White has replaced Ed Cota as his favorite mm. Tar Heel of all time. Mm, wow. And this is a true diehard Tar Heel fan, and I was taken aback. And um, so I, I don't know, you know. I, is Kobe I, White like running better drugs? Oh, did I say that? <laughs> oh, oh man! Wait, is, oh, did I'm Ed Cota get busted for running drugs? Oh, he was very quick. I heard some things. <laughs> <laughs> Slide of hand. Nobody does a no look pass like Ed Cota. Well, Guthrie might have a good opinion on this one because he was locked in for the entire portion of regulation, even you know after the the issue was not in doubt of who was going to win the game. Oh, uh, that mustn't mean you must have had the eleven point line then. Uh, yeah, I definitely had Florida State money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean Florida State money? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Syracuse game. Oh, are we? Which game are we talking about here? Both Syrac- of them at yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Syracuse, one, just Florida State. All I actually, so the the Florida State game, um, yeah, North Carolina was incredibly impressive. Uh, it wasn't Kobe White's actually. It wasn't his best game. He was yeah, that incredible was yeah. against Syracuse. I I've never seen him play. As well as he did against Syracuse, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But S- single-handedly pulled them from the depths. Yeah, yeah, he really did. <laughs> just outclassed Frank Howard. Gosh, what's wrong with Frank Howard? I don't know. Man, he just looks lost. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean yeah. to cut you off. No, hey, no, Frank. no, you're good. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. We we watched the first half of the UNC Syracuse game very closely. Um, there might have been a first half wager. <laughs> And in in the works, what really stood out to me was the ability of Syracuse to just hit shots. Mm-hmm. Like there were so many contested shots that just they they just knocked down. Yeah, like Elijah, 30 foot. Elijah Hughes in oh particular had a couple heat checks. Reminded me of you playing uh, rec basketball today. Yeah, you had a heat check moment. That yeah, reminded me of Elijah Hughes. Yeah, yeah. except he, he made his, <laughs> and I airballed my heat check moment. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's so, like right after I made one, I was like, oh, th- I'm feeling good here, <laughs> yeah. and I was literally about thirty feet from the basket. <laughs> Air ball. Yeah, you're right. Every every shot, every three that Syracuse hit was contested there. And every single one went in. I think there were like five of six at one point when they went on that little run. It can be so frustrating if you're rooting for Syracuse or you have money on them because that is so inconsistent to rely on low percentage or like low efficiency style shots. I'm telling you, I don't know how they got to 85. I don't know how they got to what they did against Duke, even though it was an overtime game. I just, I feel like I need to watch those tapes again, but I'm not going to. It's a confusing team to watch. not going to do that. Okay. Well, that's all I had to recap. What else happened uh, recently was 
Monday was eh, Monday was an awful game. We don't need to touch on that. Notre which, Dame which and Florida game? State. Oh, uh, Notre Dame, Florida State. And then last Saturday's too far in the rear view. But the um there's so much coming up. You know, you talk about your double buy. I mean, so where, well, Virginia where, just locked up a double buy tonight. That was tonight. They locked it up. They did, yeah. Okay. All so right. they've got that one. Duke and Carolina will get the other ones. And, and who's going to be your fourth? Probably Florida State. Right. With the schedule, mm. you think that that's how it lines up? Yeah, I really do. And they're they're playing so well. I'm telling you, outside yeah, of that North not, Carolina, are they loss, really are they yeah, really playing that well? Did absolutely. you watch them trail Notre Dame for like three quarters? Everybody trails Notre Dame. <laughs> 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 Notre Dame's not that bad. Yeah, for a three-win team yeah, in that's conference. The, that's, that's my tagline for Notre Dame 2019. That's high praise. Not that bad. Well, you know what? well I mean, the game on March 5th on Tuesday right. with that's Virginia Tech and say. Florida State is going to be huge. Yeah, that, that's going to decide that, it. That might decide the Because I don't, I don't necessarily see either of these teams losing any of the other games. Like, I mean, Virginia Tech just has Miami at home. Florida State is playing NC State at home on Saturday, yep. and then they finish the Who season cares? at Wake, which yeah. yeah should be should be you know pretty manageable for Leonard Leonard Hamilton's club. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it re- yeah, it really boils down. Wait, to the, so the fifth. What, so you know you have these two teams, Virginia Tech, Florida State. I mean, what do you see? Where do you see them going forward? You know, I mean, if, if you talk about you talk about Blackshear earlier, I mean, how do you think that? Cobbengelly's been playing recently. I've heard really is, well. is he our, is he sixth man of good. the year? Sixth man of the year in the ACC. Yeah. I, I can't think of another one. I mean, you know, maybe Nasir Little. He's come on late. You know, isn't I, he? He's I, like the only only player that isn't starting that's leading his team in scoring. Oh, is that right? Yeah, in Ooh. the entire entire country, I think. No way. Such a Leonard See, I, I would have thought, it's, it's so thought that bizarre. maybe Nick Perkins, but I guess, um, you know, C.J. Masson, Masson Cup for Buffalo. But anyways. Doesn't Kamaji feel more like the guy off the bench unless Leonard really, really likes winning the opening tip? Maybe that's why he's in there to start. <laughs> that's all I can think of. I could see Hamilton being into winning the opening what, what, tip. Opening tip? Exert- Gotta get him in there. Chris, exerting go, go. dominance. Chris, you're in. You're starting. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough. Let's go into another segment. Taylor is going to take us on another journey, a mechanism to run down the latest in the league. That's right. Ooh, a mechanism, a, f- a tool. A framing I, I caveman. I caveman like tool. Um, so this is called the shut it down segment. And, oh. and you're familiar with the Zion cam. I'm sure the, the, the whole what? world is the now. Who? The Zion cam? Oh, I tweeted about oh, that the other night. Oh, you mean that bullshit that happened during the Virginia Tech <laughs> game? And I, you know, tag it with an E. That was, that was fucking bullshit. I enjoyed Man, it. It was like 90 seconds of game time of just Zion. His, it was just his face of him cheering. That's in street clothes. That is a disservice. That is a disservice. I, I he, was, he was wearing a warm-up suit, correct? just ESPN things. He's wearing a polo. Okay. Team a gear. Fit Team gear. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it's the whole narrative that ESPN likes to purport. You know, after after UNC completely clobbered. Sorry, I'm totally derailing us. No, no, go. After UNC clobbered Duke, all that ESPN talked about was Zion. Like right. there was no credit given to the Tar Heels whatsoever. Oh, right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I just it's ridiculous. I, I think mean, it's that, hilarious that it makes people it, so upset. He is probably the. M- the most central figure in college basketball right in now. In sports. It's not so, only in college basketball. He, a, he is the most central figure in me. sports right now. I don't think that there's a more important person actively participating. participating. He, he's got LeBron and Obama to attend his games. That's uh, what I'm saying. Huge flex. 
You know, Dude, I, neither yeah. of them is going to come well, listen to this podcast. I'll tell you what happened ever. in the aftermath of of the shoe. Should we touch on that real quick? Sure. What hey, shoe gate? Yeah. Well, all the NBA holes came out of nowhere, and I missed. It was probably the first game they'd watched all year because you know All Star break and everything. And then you know this these indignant rants about oh sit out oh the system's broken. You know you had that symphony going on. You just like shut up, people. Like here's the here's, you know what if. If you're so desperate, go play in Europe. Just go overseas, play in Europe. These guys are all reclassifying. Billis said this as well. So it's pretty much like they're the same age as Garnett and Kobe and Dwight were way back in the day. So there's not that much different. And, hey, you know what? Maybe some of these guys, and I think Zion's one of them, want to go to college and have an experience. It's a life experience. He's not going to get derailed by an injury down the final stretch of March. Trust me. There's I like a 0% chance of that. I think that uh, – 0.1. I, well, they, you know, the NBA has already formally requested to get rid of the one and done rule. Like, well, I think to lower the, after. lower the age to right, to lower the age to eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, let me let me say one more thing about the. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. The reason I think it's fucking bullshit is that what if he is not as excitable and as joyous as he is as a human being on that sideline? You know what? If he if he has like a longer face, if he's not clapping very mm. hard for his team and supporting them, mm. is that automatically being judged during that camera time? I mean, that that to me is totally unfair and a disservice to Zion himself. Not only to the game of basketball that's being played think, on the floor. I think you're giving some producers a little bit too much credit trying just, to weave a story. They're probably like, oh, let's try this for a little bit. I mean, no, but that's exactly how it it's works. It's just not Nobody's, fair. They're not overthinking it. It's just it not like that. fair. It's not fair to Zion to mm. put him on the on the screen like that for that long. I just didn't like it. That, I, I really didn't like it. It's interesting. I have not thought of it like that. I've been before. watching. I thought it was unfair to him. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Carolina Duke all my life, and I'm not going to stop once uh, he is gone for the league. Let me right. just tell you that much. And you know what? That's still going to be a hot ticket for the rest of our lives. There are going to be other characters involved, just like there have been if you're looking at Henson, Bagley, you name them, you know, Bryce Johnson, Grayson Allen. I mean, we can just go on Tyler Hansborough. I, I think the big— There's always going to be characters. There's just going to be new characters. So, I mean— It can both be true at once that, like— Economically, financially, it's probably a better decision for him never to play another college game, and that he didn't really need college. I but disagree. Also, but also true at the same time that his profile and his future earnings and maybe and his playing ability were raised by being able to play with Duke that season. I mean, think about it. His coming into the season, everybody thought R.J. Barrett was a guy, and Zion was just like the athlete or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And now he is the consensus number one, and like his profile is what his Q score is like. A million. I don't even know how they do Q scores, but you see what I'm saying. Like, yes. I'm also totally against the sitting out and just working with a trainer. How about the uh, the value of competing? Like, look what happened to Thon Maker McCurr. Sorry, yeah. what wasn't he supposed to be? You know, the next thing, and he you know can't get in the Milwaukee rotation. Is what did he get traded? I think he sure. Yeah, he was that's that's not because he didn't play. You know, tw- I think part of it games. is actually. I, I think part of it he didn't get coached well in his little hiatus time before just going to the NBA. I think there's a value in getting coached by excellent coaches in college basketball. That's where I stand. You take it or leave it. I know, I, know Taylor's leaving that, but... I, yeah, I tend to think, like, if you ask NBA no, people, they probably never There's development that can play. happen in college. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, well, things you can learn in college. You're sure. not going to learn from your trainer. You can, you can coach people when you get to the NBA, though, also. You can't teach talent. I don't think you realize how little sure, like, development, player development happens Only in some the NBA. teams have good You're player development. You're playing every other day. Right. Hey, I'm saying, I don't know. 
we're not here to legislate the Zion cam, even though we just did, or the Zion thing. But it's the inspiration for our, our Around the League segment called Shut It Down. We have one question. Called one, Shut It Down? Shut It Down. Shut It, shut down. it down. Shut It Down. We have can, one. Can you make it better? Can you go? Uh, yeah, I like Guthrie. Can you shut do it, it again? Down. Yeah, that's good yeah. for me. You have to whisper. That works for me. Who are you going to call? Shut you it have down. to shut it down. You have to. We're going to have one proposal for every team around the league. And we are either going to shut it down or blow it up. Oh, is that the other option? It's our jumping yeah, off the, point. The, the opposite. Talk about the opposite. Got, one yeah. talking point. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do every single team in the ACC here, not okay. just the big boys. I'll start with a question for Duke. We since can't, we're on this topic. We can't talk about teams that will not make the NCAA tournament. Oh, we, I no longer. We most see assuredly them. are. <laughs> question about Duke. Okay. Are they too thin? Hmm. Hmm. Like physically, <laughs> you know. I don't think so. Have you heard Alex Zion's O'Connell's like a toothpick? Yeah. Um. The, what's their rotation? Is it six? It was. It's like six now with the yeah. last guy. I mean, six, I'm not sir. necessarily talking about the number of the rotation. I'm talking about the quality. The, of the quality rotation. of the people. He's like a two man. It's a two man rotation with Cam Reddish just breaking three. You know, Cam Reddish is shooting like 31 percent from three. Are you surprised at that? Is that yeah. you, like? Do you think that's good? Do you think it's bad? He, he is their he is their primary outside Man. scorer. He has he shot is, it. He has shot two hundred and fourteen <laughs> three pointers. Two hundred fourteen shooting thirty one percent. And also a lot the of the fact these remains threes, they can't shoot. And he's yeah. they're Coach like hitting K. the backboard. Oh yeah. I mean, same can be said about RJ's threes. Uh, anyway, we're we're not piling on right now. Um, real question though, like, can you trust Alex O'Connell? Can you trust Jack White? Can you trust Bolden? In these big game scenarios, and I mean, Delorier, like, is really hasn't hey, played much. Let me tell you about someone, Jordan Goldwire, the sacrificial has... lamb. <laughs> He's uh, actually been playing pretty good defense. Oh, not Goldwire. I'm thinking about the other Joey Baker, yeah, who he Joey. burned. Coach oh, K burned yeah. his red shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Which he's Rip. searching for somebody to hit some threes. Like Jack White used to be that guy, disappeared. Alex O'Connell kind of maybe thought he would be it. Well, that's my question for Duke. I mean, you guys do you want to shut so it down? So I will, I will shut it down. I will say that it doesn't matter how thin you are as long as you have dominant play. All you need is Kobe and Shaq. Give me R.J. Barrett. Give me Zion, baby. That'll win you a championship. What about, but Big Shot Bob was crucial in that Kobe Shaq team. You're a Lakers fan. <laughs> that's right. That's Shot right. Bob. <laughs> You're right. He was. That's why I need Cam Reddish to hit the friggin' three, man, or Jack White or someone. Really, I mean, maybe Alex O'Connell. Maybe this is good. maybe this is good time. For All right, me. Taylor. Mean, you're next. We got to switch teams. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm shutting it down. Shutting it down. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they are too thin. I mean, especially with Zion out, I think some of these guys aren't ready for bigger roles. And I think crucially, you see it more than even on the offensive end. You see it on the defensive end. They can't really blitz ball handlers the way that they want to when they had Zion in there and they, like they only they only forced six turnovers against Virginia Tech which is you know pretty low for them across mm-hmm. the season and Virginia Tech like exposed them I mean they their guards could do pretty much anything they wanted and they didn't even have Robinson mm-hmm. so I think it's like a defensive thing Zion was like it was such a factor a on the defense yeah. it made them all better yeah, on yeah. defense and mm-hmm. now like one lapse on defense makes a much bigger difference. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and it's that's, not that's all a great that. point about they didn't play Zion great defense. defensively that nobody talks about. It's not all yeah. Zion being gone. I mean, they didn't play great defense, period, but I think it's bigger on the defensive end almost. Let's go to another team. Another question for another team. Who wants yeah. to fire? Oh, go, Guthrie, go. Uh, so I think we're just going to go right down the line. Yeah. Uh, UVA's next. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it. Okay. Jay Huff. 
Should he be replacing Jack Salt in the starting lineup? That's, I, that's I don't think it can happen. be in the form of a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, how about Jay Huff replacing Jack Salt in the starting lineup, period? <laughs> I say shut that down. <gasps> in that no. I think uh, everything in... Is that what shut it down means? He's yeah. gonna take some, I think he's taking some of those minutes, but I think a yeah. lot of those minutes are going to... He's your change of pace lineups. guy. You gotta. He's your change of pace. Mm. You gotta so he's lead the Cabin Gelly to right. uh, Jack Salt's Kuma, uh Yeah, Kumaji. Yeah, you gotta lead with your jab, and then you follow up with something. You know, mm, something okay. else. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> the, the boxing metaphor breaks down. <laughs> Looking for uppercut. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, work the body. Can I answer this? Yeah, I have a Jay Huff angle. You guys ready? Okay. Because sure. I'm a primary sure. stockholder. As are you gonna many talk people. about his shoulder hair? No, I'm not going to quite okay. get there. <laughs> but I do have an angle. Continue. Continue. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people have seen, and if and I, if I'm stealing this, I don't think I'm stealing this. He's a big game player. He does better in the big games. Oh. I respect that take. Can I tell you why? Yeah. Shines brightest Let's with the lights Let's look at his on. best games. Down by 10 at Louisville. Keeps him in it in the first half. Right? Mm-hmm. Keeps yeah, him he, in it. He really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And plays starts the second half. Plays well. North Carolina finishes out that game, plays the final five minutes of crunch time. Virginia was down in that game. Big mm-hmm. opponent on the road. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, NC State, when they were pushed to overtime, he finishes out that game as well. Hmm. That's my angle. I love that, and I also love it. It makes me, I've seen that not only does he love the spotlight, he kind of has some swagger. He does have Nothing a little swagger. Nothing will define his game more for me than in the Duke game, the he tried first to Duke game. Zion. He goaded Zion on the fast break into <laughs> oh, dunking man, it, and yeah. he thought he was going to block Zion. And you know what? He failed. Whatever. You know, we all fall down By about sometimes. a half a foot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, he flew too close to the sun. You know yeah, what happens. Right, but right. I just love He yeah. literally very openly invited him to he do did. it. He did. Like, he did. Yeah. Somebody else might have tried to just like break it down or or draw a charge or do something else foul him before he could do it. Right. You go for the strip. A lot of smarter things to do right there. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, "No, we're going big." Absolutely, yeah, I, it was I like, like me trying to trying to guard uh, Jaffe in basketball today. That's right. <laughs> just just didn't happen. Jaffe went like four or five, had a couple dunks. Yeah, it was not so, pretty. Yeah. That's my take. When the going gets tough. Get Huff. He, yeah, and that, great. So that's my <laughs> Jay Huff angle. And I know, like, he didn't play great against uh, Georgia Tech today. He didn't play great against Wake. I mean, we can. Well, actually, he was really good against Wake. Uh, Notre Dame wasn't great. So, so I mean, we no. can pick out some of these lesser, lower table. So you're saying faders. blow it up, as in that's a good thing. Yeah. These are these are two very confusing analogies. It's, it's confusing. Just <laughs> describe up, what you want. Blow it up like the kids do. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, all right. Blow it up like an inflatable bounce house. Oh, okay. Yeah, literally we're like just the kids do. Throwing out questions for teams. Okay. That's what we're doing. All right. Who's next? Who's next? I like this segment. Here, here's a, here's a, a special bonus for UVA. Uh, Wait, there are two UVAs. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. A, spe- a special bonus here. <laughs> Mamadi Diakite's new hair. Shut it down or blow it up. <laughs> blow it up, baby. Murder, death, kill. Yeah, Murder, I w- death, kill. I was literally like a couple hours ago, Mike and I were watching, you know, some uh, talking heads on ESPN and somebody mentioned Simon Phoenix from uh, Demolition 1993's Man. Demolition Man. If you haven't seen it, Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone, oh, Sandra yeah. Bullock, two thumbs up from this guy. Uh, and yes, he looks like Simon Phoenix, the bad guy in Demolition Man. Yes, Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. Even though... You don't even know about the three seashells, even though I uh, 
I, I know that DeAndre Hunter on his Instagram story um, was talking about how uh, Mamadi looked like um, Cisco from Thong Song era. Oh, yeah. Everyone has been saying that. Enter the Dragon. Yeah. So I, I didn't see that, but I, I saw that reference. But I think Simon Phoenix is more apt. Okay, so you're blowing it up. Oh, you're yeah, huge, fan. huge two thumbs up. Yeah, you're Whoa, always a go. fan of hair. I like, I like, make some out-of-the-box hair choices, guys, you right, know? Right. My favorite <laughs> quote from him about his hair was that, um, you know, he called up his mom and said, I did something, and then, you know, she thought it was bad, and he's like, no, what, what would I call you if uh, it was bad? I would not tell you if I did something bad. <laughs> and then he also said, my favorite was, this was not done for a woman. <laughs> 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 it was done for me. It was that's done for point, me. That's I like that. Oh, that's that's yeah, a that clarification. You know what? That's he just, great. he subtly dropped it in. You know, I, I, not for a woman, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> before you have a relationship with someone else, you got to have a good relationship with Mamadi. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going on to a UNC question. My self-help podcast will always, be starting later. Always be my dear Kite. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good. All right. What's next? That was a good bonus. I gave. Yeah. I gave you. We're going a to the bit Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. That's who we're going to right now. Let me. Let me throw out for the Carolina Tar Heels. Are we sleeping on them? Are they the best team in the ACC? They are the best team in the ACC right now. Shut it down or blow it up. Blow it up. I agree. I totally agree. This is the team that. I mean, I still think that Virginia is your next national champion, your 2019 national champion. However, I, I think that North Carolina wow. is is right now, right now, your Oof. best team in the ACC. Tantalizing. I just want them to win out and Virginia to win out, so I nail my top three in my preseason p- prediction. That's mm. all I'm rooting for right now. Yeah, I'm a long run guy. <laughs> for you to be right. I'll, I'll, I'll say, yeah, exactly. I'll still say, you know, if, if there's one hole in North Carolina's game, it's that I'm still not really sure what Kenny Williams is doing. You know, he's that's still, a great question. Yeah, still, thank you. He still looks so lost out there with with all the good things that you see North Carolina do. You know, I still don't know how Kenny Williams gets minutes. Um, you know, but Garrison Brooks, I, I think I mentioned this last time I was on. I think he's been a revelation. I think Nasir Little is really coming on. I really like his ability to guard down the stretch and honestly Brandon Robinson and his three-point shooting I think could be majorly impactful in March so I, I'm actually they're 16 to 1 right now to win the national championship in Vegas Ooh. 16 to 1 I, I mean that's, daddy that's like, pretty good daddy like they yeah, could get a, they could get a good. one seed you know this could be a scenario Ooh. back like in 2015 where Kentucky obviously was the best team but Something happened, they got knocked out. So you could say maybe something happens to Virginia, something happens to Duke. I'm not, or or it, Kentucky. It, what? Yeah, or Kentucky. Yeah. One seed I mean, Guthrie touched region. on this. Yeah, just something wild happens yeah. to one of those teams. And oh, yeah. who's left? Oh, North Carolina. Oh, who's left? Jaleel Okafor playing uh, with the, you know, the other Jones, the other Gremlin against uh, the White Boys, the Buzzcuts, and you win the national title. I could absolutely I mean, see gee, that happen. man, I still like I like the ACC to get three one seeds. Can it just be UNC, Virginia, it's not and happen. Never Kentucky happen. is going to get never I mean, And just have Kentucky be Gonzaga. the other one seed. We need to or kick Gonzaga, Gonzaga out. I mean, Gonzaga's pretty good. I want to put like a bounty up on Gonzaga. I'm like, somebody take care of this team in the first weekend. It's got to be San Francisco. Yeah, that's our only. Well, no, I'm saying in the in the NCAA. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, in that case, I mean, I got a got a few sleepers. Well, Guthrie touched on this earlier, and I think it's true in that when they beat Duke, everybody focused on the fact that Zion was out, and nobody gave them much credit. Yeah. And to be fair, they ran that game like they owned that game. It looked. It was very impressive, and I think. Oh, I I'm well aware. Yeah, the Duke game and the Florida I State game. A little bit off that run. Oh, you're in on you. it. I love it. That those two games tell me that you're not gonna like. You're certainly not gonna outrun UNC. We know that you're not gonna out. 
you know, physical them or out athlete them, you're going to have to beat them with a very controlled game, which I, th- I still think UVA is better. They match up better, but UNC might have the tools to make a deeper run in March. Mm-hmm. Are they better I, I on the road than they are at home? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think the control aspect is the tempo game. I mean, if you look at the games they've lost, you know, Michigan, even Louisville is very much in control of what they do offensively. And then obviously Virginia. I mean, the Kentucky game, I, I think that might be a game where they actually got out-athleted. They did. Yeah. If you yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a turning point in Kentucky's True. season, um, that win against North Carolina. If you look at the run that Kentucky went on, uh, that North Carolina game was a defining game in their season. So right, we got to go bonus follow-up for UNC. Who's their secondary MVP after Cam Johnson? Because I think he's the MVP. Who's the secondary MVP? I mean, you guys know my vote. Garrison Brooks, baby. Gives them presents. I mean, it's it's got to be Kobe White. Yeah, I agree. Well, with Luke, I, I Luke go Kobe May, White. Yeah. Luke May just disappears if he is in a bad matchup, takes terrible shots against teams like Virginia or against like uh, athletic bigs. Is what I've always said. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe White has been unbelievable this year. Yeah, I mean, the best way to Cam do this Johnson. is if you're coaching against North Carolina and you, you like the golf analogy you take got to take a club out of the other guy's bag you got to take two clubs out of his bag you know who are the clubs you're taking out you're taking out cam johnson and i would pick kobe white yeah okay agreed let's go on to another team we got a combo right here oh wow virginia tech and florida state we're doing them oh, together look at you well, wow, uh, they don't even get enough respect to be individual. No, no they're lumped you're together. Get, you tell me you got questions about Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, but you can't yeah, get Virginia Tech. You know, State okay. has a paragraph calm, also, Mike. Calm down over here. <laughs> these, okay. are, these are dark horse Final calm, Four teams, know, and they can't get their own segment. <laughs> there, there are follow-up questions. Just calm down, okay? okay? I'm sorry, We're considering I'm sorry, them as a tandem because, as we noted, they're both uh, in the running for the double bye here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Virginia Tech double by without Justin Robinson, shut it down or blow it up. Or your other option is, I guess the other option is Florida State becomes your double by team. I think looking at the schedule, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Luke earlier. I think he already touched on it. I'm going to blow it up on Virginia Tech getting the double by. The game is at the Donald L. Tucker Center, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. really the difference. And yeah, sure, I'll take Florida State. They have. Oh, you took Florida State. No. I'm Wait, going did Vir- you take Virginia Tech? Yeah, I'm definitely going Virginia Tech then. Yeah, I, I think Virginia Tech too. <laughs> I think plus they have a game in hand if Florida State happens to drop one to NC State. Ooh, I can't see that happening. Wait, Wait NC State still plays? I haven't seen the Keats in a while. That hurts, you know. How I feel. <laughs> How's Wyatt Walker yeah, doing? My <laughs> wife took uh my kids to a high school basketball team, high school basketball game, her old high school team in oh, Richmond, really? Virginia. And uh, I did not go with her. I was working late a little bit, doing some stuff. Biggest and I regretted it life. because Kevin Keats was there scouting one of the players. No way. And my wife sent me a text like, hey, um, the NC State coach, I think it's the head coach is here. And I was like, okay, yeah, what does it look like? She was like, yes, it's Kevin Keats. Oh, man. So he was there. That was your opportunity. That was my opportunity to say, I got a year of eligibility left. <laughs> Is that true? No. Oh, yeah. Or is this opportunity to run up to him and say, sir, can I have your autograph? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. We'll skip our follow-ups to Virginia Tech and Florida State, just to spite Mike. Wow, you're just... Yes, thank you. You're a pill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull out a 1920s the, reference. I'm really glad we're skipping the second follow-up because it's yeah. an atrocious question. And I refuse <laughs> oh, to have, oh the Florida it. State one? Yeah, we're not even okay, uttering well, those words. We'll lose oh, all credibility. Wait, Syracuse. Syracuse. Let's talk about them. They always seem to collapse in the second half. 
So Syracuse, uh, tired legs, only a first-half team. They always fade in the second half, shut it down or blow it up. I don't have a single word to say about this team. You probably How many games do you think you've watched of Syracuse? Like 10? At least. <laughs> yeah, me too. And every single time I come away disappointed, win or lose for Syracuse. <laughs> every single time I'm like, man, they're like, I can't believe they won that or game. Or just what happened? And then, like, yeah, what and the heck happened And then happened when they lose game? it, I don't even know. I, yeah. I, I'll tell you, Tyus Battle's got a lot of grit. I'll say that. Man, he, he pulls that team along. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how many shots he misses. I still don't know where the hell O'Shea Brissett is. Um, in terms of tire legs or not, I mean, I don't know. I think that they just can't keep up. They can't keep up offensively. I think, uh, you know, you score more points in the second half traditionally across the board in basketball. Game slows. No, it doesn't slow down. I mean, you, you just have more possessions in the second half. And I just think that Syracuse's inability to score the basketball consistently, points per possession, means that they lose every game in the second half. I think my take on this is that the guys who dominate the ball for them traditionally are like Battle, Hughes, you know, maybe sometimes Howard if he's in, you know, mm-hmm. Brissett gets a lot of touches. But the more they can kind of work the ball around and get it in the hands of guys like Dolge and even Beheim when he's in there, dare I say that, you know, Chukwu get him a couple touches on offense. I The more they can kind of like open that up and, and create some movement and touches for those other guys, the better off Syracuse is. Yeah, I still can't figure oh. out how this team has confidence. Can I tell you that? Like, oh, what happened last time out, guys? Let's look at the film. We got waxed at home by Georgia Tech. We just lost by about 30 to Virginia Tech. And they turned around the next game and seemed to be like, oh, yeah, we got this one. <laughs> it really is amazing, right? Am it I crazy really here? Yeah, I mean, I just. I, how do you humanly have, I mean, you can make all the cliches, you know, take it one game at a time. We don't, we don't look at the past. They, I guess, figured out the magic potion to, uh, you know, for, forget what happened last yeah. time out. Because... Yeah, I'm just assuming that Bayheim, you know, he kind of looks like Tommy Lee Jones anyways, and they just, like, do the little flashy thing. Yeah, you know, I Men in Black so. style <laughs> to, for set and company every, every, after every single game. It's um, amazing that they have 18 wins against people like Duke uh, and Louisville <laughs> and Ohio State, considering that they are ter- they're one of the worst teams in the nation at three-point shooting, and they yeah. sh- shoot – more three pointers than like, you know, seventy five percent of the team. <laughs> yeah, in the nation. it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh wait. What's the I agree? Not blow it up. I'm I, I'm blowing it up. Not shutting it down. Okay. I think yeah, it's t- it's tired a, legs. Yeah, tired legs. Really kind of uh, herky jerky offensive sets. Really, their their strength is their defense, and of course, and they I, don't play a big rotation. I'll yeah. be honest; yeah. I don't no. even know what a good possession for Syracuse looks like. I, don't, I can't. I can't even battle pull up eighteen footer. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a great shot, and he is one of the worst Contested. jump shooters in all of college basketball. I actually had a dream about Bayheim like a week or two ago. And all he did was talk to me over his glasses. Like he was wearing glasses, you know? Mm. And he was just doing that thing where his eyes are above the glasses mm. and he just talked over me, you know, the whole time. Almost like one of his press conferences. Did, I can't remember a single thing. Did he you said to say me. that you had a dream about Bayheim on the pot, or did you just tell me off air? I told you off air. Because that- I wrote down to myself Mike has a Jim Bayheim dream. <laughs> Make joke about dreams from my father, Buddy Beheim, Obama. <laughs> I wrote that note like in my phone. 
and I was just trying to I've been trying to work it out for like two to three I, weeks and I honestly I have like vague memories of it now it was like three weeks ago one of us was naked I don't know who it was it might have been Beham it might have been me he might have only been wearing the glasses but he was looking over his glasses like Geppetto and I think I was his Pinocchio He's had a rough week. <laughs> and he kept he's making me lie. Off the court. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he should have been Mike's dream. For that's, <laughs> yeah, not even, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, tough. That's that situation, pretty, by yeah, the way, in amazing. Syracuse. On that very, note, very everyone imagine Mike and Bayheim naked together, and then <laughs> we'll move on <laughs> oh, to... Oh, I already have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be my Geppetto. That's what I'm going to Make me lie to you, Bayheim. Make me lie. Is that the next shirt? <laughs> Is that the next pirate ship? We're going on to Louisville. Let's go on to Louisville. Their recent slide... The recent bad run of form has nothing to do with actual talent. It tells us nothing about who they are as a team other than they're having a crisis of confidence. They've lost their mojo. Who are you talking about? Louisville. I'm shutting it down. Louisville? I'm shutting it down. I agree. Losers losers of five of seven? That's right. I think something happened to them. So, Guthrie, are you agreeing or not? Uh, You think this is reflective of who they've always been? No. It's all mental. It's all in their heads. Something happened with this team. No, and I'm, not I'm, be the I'm same. shutting it down. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the players. I think Chris Mack is blowing it. Really? It's this is like almost you think they 100% figured him out, Chris Mack. Yeah, he is. He is completely blowing it. Like there have been time and time again with Louisville where they've built up like pretty substantial leads and they completely piss away the game because mm-hmm. they he has no idea how to manage it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the truth of it. Like if you if you read like Louisville fan blog posts and and listen to like Louisville AM radio, which I definitely don't, but I know you do. You do. I know <laughs> that this is like the talking point is Chris Mack blowing it, blowing it. Hmm. What's that thing about gift horses and mouths in his first season? I don't know. It's gift Kentucky. horses. No. <laughs> Never mind. I'll, I'll explain. I mean. So I, you know, I was looking back through at Louisville's record, you know, in preparation for the podcast. You know, the, obviously the Michigan State win, a fully, a fully loaded Michigan State team, you know, I think was their best win of the year. But other than that, I mean, in the North Carolina win, I mean, who else have they really beaten? Have they really beaten that many quality teams? Tech. You, the UNC win is incredibly impressive. It I is. think that's that might have been the point, if not the Michigan State game, where people like were turning and and looking and. Like, wow. High tide was halftime against Duke or at the 10-minute mark. That's high tide. Yes. Yeah, that might have been. And then it's it's been all downhill since. I, I think the Virginia lead was fool's gold because they, they were just unconscious from three. Yeah. And we all knew that game was going to turn on its head, and it did. So. Mm. And I actually went back and looked through on Synergy Sports. They're actually like one of the worst teams in the country over the past 10 games in terms of allowing paint scoring. Mm. Um, you know, in terms of Enoch That's and a Malik Williams protecting the rim. I mean, they're they're tremendous shot blockers, but overall Louisville is doing actually a pretty terrible job at protecting the rim recently. If you so, post pass, yeah, you can get around those guys. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, anyway, it's, you know. it's tough. I, I think it's I don't think there's any recovery for this Louisville team the rest of the way. Oh. I hate to say that. I really oh, do. No, I think something I, I think happened in the Duke nice game. Run. They're they're a second second weekend team in my mind. I still think. I hope you're right. Yeah, I think they're still a second weekend team. But I agree about Chris Mack. I actually think overall, 
coaches and ACC coaches in particular have figured him out a little bit. I mean, I, I think obviously coming into the season, it's very hard to scout Louisville. So I think they had a lot of early success. Um, I think now that he's kind of gotten into the thick of ACC play, I think people have figured out their tendencies a bit and they're, they're being a little bit exploited, but I think mm-hmm. that they'll have success in the tournament. I'm going to the next team, Clemson. Here's my question for them. Can they lose their bid? Is there a path for them to lose their bid? To the NCAA tournament? Are people thinking that they're going to make it? <laughs> right they... now, they're projected as a 12 seed. Oh, get them out of the tournament. Hey, guys. I don't, know, down. I don't oh, know if you're aware. Blow it up. Blow it up. Yeah, blow it up. They should not have They can NCAA. lose their bid. That's my statement. <laughs> I tell you what. Give it to freaking SoCon second team over Clemson. You know, you talk about how bad a shooting team Syracuse is. Clemson is the only team in my mind that's actually a worse shooting team. And look at their home stretch. Syracuse. There's a pathway for them to, okay, let's look at the home stretch real quick. North Carolina at home. Loss. Notre Dame away. That could could be a loss. They will not beat Notre Dame. Syracuse win. Mike doesn't go down Syracuse at home. That's another loss. They're going over three. Then they have to be out, right? They'll win win Notre Dame. They'll beat Notre Dame. I, I, don't I think they need to pick up two. They need to pick up two of those. Yeah. To be to be like well, the ACC tournament can ACC help tournament. bail them out. Maybe also true. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I think they are one of the projected as one of the last four in. They're in mm-hmm. the playing game. Right they, above Utah State. Right. I think they Man. they need Who to Mike get, loves. I'm sure Utah State is. I, they got to get in that large. Somehow, somehow they have to get to 20 wins, including the tournament. Oh, no way. There's no way. I mean, there's nothing that you can look at on Clemson. You're not going to get the 20 You can wins. identify as like something to hang your hat on. I mean, Shelton Mitchell's been bad this year. Elijah Thomas has been somewhat better. You know, he's, he's been more efficient inside. He's been a better defender. Marquise than Reed he's has ever been, been bad this year. Marquise Reed is too much. He just has too much on his shoulders. I mean, there's just too much for him to do. And I mean, other than that, I mean, what do you have? Amir Sims and David Scarra playing suspect defense and <laughs> scooping up all the bad shots and rebounds. I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing to be proud of at Clemson right now. Even if you look at their record, who, their best win is probably Lipscomb. So let me ask you a, a little strategic question here. Right now, they're ninth in the ACC. Is it better for them to potentially drop to tenth, and then that way they play the 15 seed what in the ACC tourney? Oh, and then that's like an easier win than if they are ninth, and then they end up. Playing. Do you think the committee's going to fall for that nonsense? I don't know. It gives you. It makes a big difference if you so. have twenty wins versus nineteen. Wins. I think there's too much net and can mm. out there just to kind of squash that. Next no, team, NC State. Right. Taylor, would you like to make a statement on NC State? Oh, as I need to talk about NC State. Is in- NC State getting in? NC State will never beat a another good team this season. Oh, that's the shut it down or blow it up. They're one and eight against ranked teams. Are they going to play another good team the rest of the season? Playing Florida State on Saturday. They got Florida State on Saturday, which is a big game for them. Then they finish the season with Georgia Tech and Boston College. Who is their big win? Uh oh, um, Auburn. 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 That's That's, right. That doesn't look like a huge win anymore. No, Auburn's been very bad. Even though analytically people like them quite a bit, but Auburn is. I think not, Auburn is their scary. best win. And after Auburn, you've got Penn State, Syracuse, and Clemson are their best wins. Penn State, Syracuse, and Clemson. Yeah, I really don't Three see this teams team that shouldn't Oof. make the tournament. I really don't see this oh, team wow. winning outside of PNC against a really big team. And I guess Florida State's their last chance, and I wouldn't even consider them a mammoth. I mean, I know they were playing well, and then 
they lost me in the Carolina game and they continued to lose me against Notre Dame. So yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm, what should I do? Blow that up. I'm with, I'm in agreement. Yeah. I, I don't, I, the ACC is a three, seven bid league to me. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see. Well, I mean, uh, the big East is projected it. to get five right now. The, the big East. Are you kidding? I'm sorry. What? I, I'm getting <laughs> We're going to talk about this. The big this, East Mike. should be like a two bid league. Michael, it we need like, to talk about this at the end of the like, podcast. We're, we're reserving time for madness and um, oh, bracketology. Okay. We're going to get there. Dude. The yeah. thing is, so just like generally speaking, the bubble is incredibly weak this year. Yeah, where are the where is the love for the mid majors? I agree. Dude, I think the I mid-majors think mid majors are so much better. I think a team like Utah State deserves a a chance much more than a team like Clemson. If it's down to like if it's down to those two teams, mm-hmm. a team that has twenty three wins and like some pretty impressive performances deserves. A chance in that. You guys just told me it doesn't. Well, I got bad news for you guys. Gonna tell you something that's gonna hurt. What's that? You heard it here first. The Penn State Nittany Lions are gonna steal a bid. It's gonna happen. You think they're gonna win the Big Ten tournament? I do. I mean, Penn State. You heard it here first. Penn State is going on limb. Are you Mike? Is that Vegas Mike across the table from me? They're gonna win the Big Ten tournament. Wow. It's gonna happen. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> you just believe me, yeah. like it's gonna happen. Sure, why not? It's like I, I told Mike it happened. Throttled Maryland. I mean, Maryland, um, you know, had been struggling a little bit recently. Anyways, I don't want to get on. Big yeah, Ten I mean, talk it, the right truth now, is, but. I think NC State is definitely going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's not even a question for me. Um, it's more like, are they ever going to beat anybody besides Georgia Tech and Boston College to finish out the season? Nope. Are, are they going <laughs> to when they get into the NCAA tournament and they have? You know, another good team that they face up against. So they're going to beat them. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. I I used to feel like NC State was a team that could punch above their weight, but it, yeah, it really this looked season like, it has really kind looked of that way. They're the close but no cigar team. Yeah. So if if we're following any kind of bracketology, they're estimated to be about an 11 seed. So most most six seeds, I feel like, are going to, you know, like the fact that they got. The Wolf Pack in the first round. They're a jump shooting team, which does not bode well for. Yeah, like and wasn't the Cat shooting, Barber I mean, a jump shooting team also? That, yeah, that and I loved Villanova. them. I loved every moment of it. Oh gosh, CJ Leslie from the elbow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that was prior. Yeah, that was like early right. year two Godfrey. But that was I actually mean, a good team. It's not working for him this year. They're not getting to the rim. They're not drawing fouls. Mm. All right. Yeah. Oh, let's go on to the next. Let's, let's move dive on. in to the dumpster. Oh, Guthrie's favorite. Oh, yeah, this could so be. So there, there are a bunch of teams <laughs> that probably deserve a little more love from us. Well, I have we the weight question. You go to you go to somebody else. Oh, okay, okay. So this is one I came up with for Taylor. Uh, so so we're gonna talk about Wake. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna jump in with You're Georgia Tech. You're gonna talk about Wake. <laughs> oh, I've already I've already done that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna share the love with with Wake Forest. But with Georgia Tech, we just watched them. You know, get throttled at home uh, against UVA at home by thirty. Uh, by thirty. Uh, so have have Tech fans, uh, have alums at, at Georgia Tech lost patience with Passner, like they did with Hewitt and like they did with uh, with Gregory. Passner, aren't they still paying Hewitt? Yes, Paul Hewitt is still getting paid. Getting Can they that bring Bobby it back? Bonilla money. And they say there's no that job is... security in America anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of pension that you need oh. to get. <laughs> Fun fact, I saw Paul Hewitt at a game uh, this year as a a scout. 
For oh, man. Sat right behind me. For what organization is he scouting? <laughs> Look at you. Investigative <laughs> I'm interested. I didn't run up to him and like go and get a magnifying glass out and check which team he was with. I just was like, oh, he's a scout. You see that with a lot of ex-coaches. Daughtry was another one. Matt Daughtry. I remember sitting oh, next man. to him at a VCU game. Ever since the singer came around, I always wonder if I'm saying his last name right. You know, gosh. I was, was it Daugherty? Was it, is it Daughtry? Is it, you know, anyway. But um, I saw him at a VCU game, Doherty. which you sat right next to me in. That's right. Anyway, um, any any thoughts on this team? Georgia Tech and uh, their fan base. I don't think Passner's getting fired this year. Um, no, I, I still want to know what happened in Arizona. Blow it up. I, I think that we... What happened we, with that little love triangle? A crazy dude. Right? I just it was imagine just, yeah. Pastner tied dude. up like a pig over a spitfire. And like things got weird with that married couple. And then and lawsuits were filed shortly no, thereafter. I, I think Is that not can, what happened? We can disregard that. All that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more interesting than probably than what Pastner happened just in just whispering, reality. let me be your Pinocchio. <laughs> all right so uh to answer my own question uh, yeah, i'm gonna to. say passer is is definitely getting at least one more season yeah there's there's talent on the roster alvarado is is terrific yeah he he really is and so i'm looking at their recruiting class coming in and it's not looking great so far in terms of like commits or whatever they have a transfer coming oh, in to well, transfer from usc can i give you guys a history lesson we said the same thing about josh akogi oh wait just wait till he gets better yeah and uh nothing changed I, I don't know if i see them being taking a huge leap next year mm. um i think passner's defense will always be something he can lean on but he's not recruiting the talent to make a mark let me tell you, there are like seven Georgia Tech listeners that are still hanging on for dear life. They're like, you know what? The ACC is it's still there's still action out there for us. You know, I mean, do you, will they even make the NIT? No, no, definitely not. What's the next one? The CIB? CIT? CBA? CIT is what they change it to? There's there's two others. Oh yeah, that's right. right. There's a CIT. They won't make either of them. <laughs> CBI <laughs> and the CIT. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unfortunately for them. My that next, is unfortunate. My it's next tough. question. Wake Forest. Have we slashed everyone shortchanged them this year? The record indicates we might have. I told you. They're not going to finish last in the ACC. No. They're not. They have four conference wins. They beat NC State. Ugh. Notre Dame has three. Pitt has two. They're well ahead of those teams. They're going to finish ahead of probably both of them. Unless Mike sees it like a n- no, Notre Dame I don't, run out, which he probably mm-hmm. does. I, I will say, I don't think Wake is picking up another win. So they're going to finish with four. They've got Syracuse, Duke, and Florida State to finish. Oh, they can beat, yeah. beat Syracuse. <laughs> Man, I don't know. No, I don't see it. Uh, I mean, it's unlikely. That's the most winnable could game. Could happen. Well, anyway, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Nothing further, Your Honor, but. No, we haven't been unfair to them. They're, uh, they're not the absolute punching line of this season, though. That's true. Okay. I mean, if they're not the punching line, they're just not being Punch mentioned, line, you know. which is maybe worse. <laughs> well, you didn't I, even know a Pitt player last year. Oh, that's not true. Well, that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Luther? Yeah. I didn't know him, yeah, so it's, yeah, I'm I, not. That's the one guy you got to know. Yeah. Or you had. He, oh, well. 
He's, Cam he, Johnson? He's, he's no longer there. He transferred, yeah. <laughs> Rip and peace. <laughs> you never should have let him transfer within the All ACC. All right, we got to go to Miami yeah. and BC next. Which of these two teams is most likely to win two games in the ACC tournament? Do either of them have a chance? Miami's more likely. Ooh, Miami has been hot. They were just taken down by Wake. Um, but I told you, so don't shortchange them. Uh, that's a, I, you know what? Yeah, I'll say, I, I'll say I Miami too. I've been, I've been a big the, the BC, BC fan. I don't understand year. the BC love. I, I'm, I might be the one person. Yeah, in this I've room. been, I've been a fan of BC all year. But yeah, I, I think Miami's, you know, they're playing well right now. So yeah, I'll go with, I'll go with Miami. Boston College just beat Miami two weeks ago. Two, two weeks. <laughs> Give ago. me the Eagles. You, you, all you Boston, Boston College haters, come on. <laughs> come on, man. They made a little run BC's in the tournament. going to win a couple team, uh, win a couple games in the ACC tournament. Made a little run last year with Jerome Robinson. He got to the semis, didn't they? Or the quarters? I think uh, Boston College does a better job of taking care of the games that they should win against worse opponents, whereas Miami is more likely to like go out and lay an egg and, and drop a dud. But I think Miami probably has a, a greater ceiling as to like who they can take down. Next uh, team. Who hmm. the hell came up with this next question? Notre Dame, <laughs> are they better or worse next year? You know what? I was in a Mike Break press conference where he said, I cannot wait for next year. We got everybody back. I'm so excited for next year. But is, is this a Taylor question? It, it sounds is. like a Taylor. Of course and we're already is. looking at next year for the Irish. Well, this well there's the- nothing else to look at, is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no more this year, is there? Um, Taylor's like, could they win two well, games so here's only the, next here, year in league play? Here's what I think about, because they, they've got three wins in the ACC this year, and they've looked just really bad at times. But then they're kind of frisky against UVA, you know, in Charlottesville. Against Florida State, they're, too. They're covering lots of spreads. They're always in the game. Everybody's always down to Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what? They... They exploit people on defense, even against like a defense like Virginia. They did a really good job. They just happen to not be able to shoot the ball, which is a big <laughs> problem. I mean, they can get all the open looks in the world and not shoot the ball, and their defense is pretty good. And I think, I don't know, some of those guys are not untalented. Uh, you know, DJ Harvey, Mooney. It just, I, I don't know what Mike Bray's talking about because like he, he would have to teach them to shoot and. Perhaps that could happen. I'm shutting this down. They're better next year. It's obvious. Yeah, they'll be better next year, but I... Why was your question, are they better or worse next year? Oh, I guess not worse. How much better? <laughs> Do we think they're... Are they, are they making a big leap? Are they going to be top half of the ACC next year? They might be the line. Yeah, yeah I maybe think they're they could the get line. in the top half next year. Which, right. is, which um, is fine. Bonus question. Is it possible they're the best team with a losing record in the country? No. That would be Penn State. Onward. Pitt. That's a good pick. Pitt. All right, here we go. Still Pitt. at the bottom. Uh, Pitt fans and the program at large should actually be pleased with the result this year because despite you know their recent uh, problems in the ACC, they had a great or a much better than expected non-conference. They had a nice November, December. Right. That's they right. really did. Yeah. First this, week of January was nice as and, well. And then it was, yeah. And this is a good rebuilding foundation to get the program back on track. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. No I way. Don't, I don't really care. No way. This was this an abysmal season. The, the expectations were very, very high, especially after November. And then they lost to Niagara at home. Niagara. Niagara. They're 300 plus in Ken Palm. This is an ACC team. This is like Kevin Stallings level of embarrassment. 
And the ACC schedule has not been any better. Mm. Let's be honest. Dude, they're 0 and 11 against the spread over their past 11 games. <laughs> and that's all you care about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what pit? I don't even know if they're they'd send them back to the Big East. Are you pulling a patina now? Don't even say their name to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough. Let's preview. I, I think this is actually it's not all bad. I mean, yeah, expectations were high after November. Mm-hmm. They were not high at all before that. And they still picked up wins against like Louisville, Florida State. Yeah. If I had told you they were after the Florida State win, look at you, diamond in the rough. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like a little. This could be the start of something. Here we go. This is the the Cape era. Yeah. No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Let's preview some upcoming games, boys, and then I want to talk big picture. We're going to go outside the conference because this needs to happen. We're approaching March. We need to talk about. Who deserves to be in? Which teams are hot? Who to look out for? Not in this league. But first, let's stay in the league. So um, I went ahead and grabbed all the ACC games. Uh, we can skip whichever ones. None of them. Do you just want to do like one? We each get one veto. We'll pick them all. We, yeah. we, there are a lot of games. I would like to have five vetoes. All the bottom teams. Man, there's some bad if games. If they're not making the NCAA tournament, I no longer okay. care about them. All Pit right. plus four at Miami. In a week. Yeah, I'm I'm shutting down BC and Georgia Tech. We're not even going to. Okay. Let's, let's right. start I'm, with I'm on gonna, Saturday. Go ahead. All right. On Saturday, UNC is traveling to Clemson, South Carolina. UNC is going to be laying, we're thinking, five points. It's the easiest game on the slate. Five points. Easiest game on the slate. Must win game for the Tigers. Easiest game on the slate. At home. Give me mm. North Carolina. I yeah. All day long. I don't understand. They've got to win, too. I, I feel like mm-hmm. the, this might actually... The, the the line is going to be more than five. They're going to be laying like six or seven. Hmm. Has North Carolina not covered on the road this schedule in the question. ACC? I don't. I think hmm. they've covered every game on the road. I'm taking them one, once again on the road. The only team better against the spread in the ACC than North Carolina is Virginia. North Carolina is 17-8-3 against the spread. This I year. guess Virginia is only not covered once on the road this year, which is NC State. Yeah. Hmm. Because they covered against Duke, even though Oh, they yeah, they did. They okay, did. Um, I take Carolina. Mike will probably do it. Go ahead. Do it. You know it. You yeah, know I'm yeah. taking Clemson. You give me the Tigers. Uh, yeah, give me them Tigers. <laughs> Let me just throw one more at you. Against the spread as the away favorite, North Carolina 7-0. Perfect. <laughs> May the odds be ever in my favor. Take me, take, take me Elijah over Garrison Brooks all day. I'll take Marquise Reed over Cam Johnson. The only question mark is... Shelton Mitchell against Kobe White. He's going to get eaten like, up. So, uh, just really even quickly. Even David Scar is a good matchup do for you, Luke May. Do you, in this, <laughs> Hello, brother. In this in this spot, do you like do you like Clemson Moneyline or do you like getting the points? I, w- I would take Clemson Moneyline. Of course yeah, you would. Without okay. a doubt. All right, cool. I'd probably be getting plus 220, maybe plus 270 there, yeah. depending on where it yeah, ends yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I would you like. You also took Clemson Moneyline against Florida State. I did. I did. Did that work? No. No. I lost by double I don't digits. remember the ones I lost. Actually, those are the only ones I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feel it when I win. What wins? I don't know. <laughs> it just gets you back to normal. Yeah, NC State is at Florida State. The Seminoles are favored by six. Oh. Hey, you got to take Florida State. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is my lock of the week. Florida State minus six at home against NC State. This turns into the ugliest game of the weekend, in my opinion. Hmm. I mean, to me, Florida State is just a much better version of Virginia Tech, and if Virginia Tech can control the game against NC State, I don't see why Florida State couldn't also do the couldn't do the same. You know, Florida State is in 
like not even in the same conversation with Virginia Tech when it comes to shooting. I just want to say or that. style. I dude, I I just think the way that they defend and the way that they Florida share State the basketball doesn't have a plan really. If Virginia Tech is all guards and one big man, uh, Florida State is all wings and one big man. They're slashers, not yeah. shooters. Slashers and no point guard. <laughs> Right. It's like drive so, to the baseline. I'm going to take a baseline jump shot. Oh, there's Kamigelli. Let's just dish it to him. Yeah. I'll so, you. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs to shoot when every miss can be gobbled up by Kamigelli? Yeah, it's just an yeah. improv team. They're Im- improvising. So, Taylor. I'll, I'll be this. I still believe. All right, there it is. Give me the wolf pack. Yep. They're going to cover. It's oh, going to be great. Why? Uh, can't give you any good re- No, I guess the reason would be. There's making- no better defensive three-point team than Florida State. Yes, yes, I hear that. Uh, <laughs> I, like water on a duck's back. Yeah. <laughs> I like that image. Yeah. Very good. All good points. All good I, points. I think that Florida State has problems. Hand, if if they're, their biggest problem is that they turn the ball over too much. I like NC mm. State to force some turnovers, mm. get on and run. Uh, and I think on offense, like in half-court sets, NC State's problem is not that the defense – you know, shuts them down. Twenty-four point game against what Tech, notwithstanding, that was tough. Uh, I think the problem is that they kill themselves with like shot selection and bad decisions. Okay, I hmm. I think they'll they'll take okay, it to Florida Taylor. State. All right, let's. Go. I like okay. it. I like it. That was, that, that was a good argument. I will take Florida State because I think <laughs> NC State is weaker away from PNC. Yeah, and that's where I'm planting my flag. And I think Florida State. You know, they've been. Pretty rock solid at home. It's true. Syracuse at Wake Forest. Wake Forest will be getting eight points. Oh, you know what I'm doing on this one. You guys know what I'm doing. I am taking Wade the Demon Deacons. Too, yeah. Are you kidding me? Eight easy. points? I mean, they're they're terrible against the spread, but <laughs> they eight got points this is one. a lot. I feel they got this one. I like I like Wake Forest here. All right, you guys go ahead and pick. I'll take Syracuse. Mike. Wake Forest loses games by like twenty, like all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like kind of what they do. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a little too late for me to get off this snow piercer, uh, so I'm gonna take uh, Syracuse. It's been too long. Get to the front car. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna gonna be driving this thing alone eventually. So yeah, give me Syracuse. Miami at Duke is also on Saturday. Duke uh, looks like 21. I don't think it's gonna be that high. That's gonna change. Oh my gosh, it's gonna change. It should come down to what? 15. It won't go down. Oh wow. I was gonna say 21. Not enough. Give me Duke. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Dude, Miami is not going to be able to score. I think that is the that is like the problem that they're going to have in this game. They're just not <laughs> And that's a big not, problem. I mean, you know when you score more teams in the score more points than the other team, you tend to win the game usually. That's Miami true. not going to score more than Yeah, when Dad. you look at things Duke. that Miami's good at on offense, um, it's pretty much nothing. Uh, they're not good at, <laughs> they can't shoot the three. They shoot 34% as a team. They also can't get Anthony any rebounds. They're, they're in the bottom third of all the NCAA and getting offensive rebounds. They also don't get to the line. They're also at the bottom third of the NCAA and getting to the line. So yeah, I would say their offensive woes are hmm, staggering. Yes, and mm. uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I, I, I mean, Duke has hit a rough patch and i think castle is a very tough place to play but don't get it twisted duke is still a very good team and i i'd like them to 
throttle Miami for show. Way too much, man. Uh, this is a team who took North Carolina to overtime. This is a team who beat your beloved Clemson, Clemson Tigers. This is a team who ran over Georgia Tech. I'm taking – give me those points. Agreed. Give me the points. Right. Miami. All What's right. the overall season record? Vasilovich, Anthony Pitts. Lawrence are both going to shoot You're like six ahead. of them. Should we should we take a break and do a recap? What is because I am I am tanking picks? right now. I am I am just give us a one. I'm two, in last three, place. Oh, I am in dead last. Okay, wow. who's in third? Thirty eight out of eighty three. Don't give us a number. Just give us. Okay. Yeah, all right, last last okay. yours truly. Got it. In third, Mr. Luke Near. Don't tell okay. me what's happened in Luke's the past. Tell me run. what's next. Luke's making a tell run. Tell me Taylor what's next. Taylor has been surging. Oh. He's in second place. Good for him. But I don't like your tone. Away, I don't like your tone. Far and away, <laughs> the best picker so far, Mr. Mike Jackson. Shower me with love. Give me more. Congratulations. Man. I'll ask you again oh, next week. He'll be insufferable for the next week. Yeah. He's glowing right now with this you beard. Can, you can find me at your local East Coast sports book uh, between March 20th and 24th. Can I tell you Feel free to we're gonna We're going to call you Charlestown Mike now instead of Vegas Mike. <laughs> Mike looks like Bradley Cooper at the Oscars right now yeah. on the piano bench. Man, just with the beard, glowing. I am. I make anyway. it his, his this face microphone. pressed against Guthrie's like Lady Gaga and Bradley oh, Cooper's. Yeah, that's a, yeah. you know, Guthrie like and I were close today. I, you know, he guarded me in the low post. I felt something. I think yeah. he did too. There was a moment. Pinocchio. Pitt UVA. <laughs> is this the Virginia game where they, you know, they do the like have one against Notre Dame where they're not close to covering or against Miami, where they weren't close to covering at home, or Wake Forest, where they barely didn't cover, or is it one where they just smoke pit like they smoked at Georgia Tech? How do we feel? Mm. What's the line? You guys are expecting 20. 21? 20. 20. Oh, actually, yeah. Ugh. Ken Palm has it 21, doesn't he? I don't know. I, I like I like uh, Coach K to feed Capel some uh, tips and tricks to uh, see if they work before the ACC tournament before they have to play each other again. I, I actually <laughs> like uh, I like Pitt to cover here. I'll take Virginia. I'll take UVA as well. Give me the Panthers. There you go, Guthrie. There 20 you points. Go. <laughs> twenty there points. There you go, Guthrie. I can't believe I'm taking a twenty point. Favorite. I think that's enough of the games. We don't need to do anything else. Do is we? there anything? Is there a Louisville game in there that I can yeah, pick? Because I actually next really one like, up. Let's I do like Sunday. Yeah. Oh week. wow! I think Mike should be the only one to pick this one. Notre Dame at Louisville on Sunday. Ooh, what's the line? Nine points. Louisville, Louisville is nine laying point nine at home. At home. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? <laughs> he hates it. He's broken. Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, there's there's no doubt. I mean, you got to pound Louisville here. I think that mm. they're they're a little undervalued right now. I know that their their weaknesses will not be exploited by Notre Dame. I don't I don't see Notre Dame getting to the cup against them. I mean, nine I, though. I think I think nine is fine. Notre Dame That's first no half is the play here. I would take the over. Actually, that would be like my that would be my primary play if I were in a casino somewhere. Give me Notre Dame. Both teams play pretty slow. You're probably looking at like a 130 over under. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the over. I like Notre Dame here. Okay. Notre Dame. When you envision Notre Dame scoring points or defending. Yeah, just watch what this. Is it, yeah. what, I, what do I see? What does that look I'm like? I'm envisioning that, I, John Mooney's jump shot. Mm. Like maybe you dream of Jim Beheim naked right. standing over you. One of us was naked. It's, it's still I, undecided. I dream of John Mooney... I, just, just 
bricking jump shots. I think that on he gets like thirty eight percent from three this year. I think that on defense, uh, Notre Dame actually does a pretty good job of staying in front of people, and making mm-hmm. you take tough contested shots. And Louisville and their their biggest weakness is allowing lots of second chance rebounds. Mm-hmm. And Louisville is not going to take advantage of that. They don't rebound at a high enough rate. And on offense, I just think they move the ball really well and get into positions to score. And it's always just like the final most important act of putting it through the basket. Yeah, I just feel like random guys hits timely threes. Like, oh, there's Prentice Hub. He showed up and he hit a three. Oh, there's Gibbs. He got one. I think that's just going to keep happening. All right. Okay, that's a good look at the league. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. I'm the executive producer for this segment, and Michael Jaffe <laughs> is the star. So it's it's called Mike's Mid-Major Minute. If you have not experienced this before, if you're a first-time listener, it's time to start the clock right now. All right. I wish I had a good Isaac Hayes voice, because I'd say, baby, let's talk about love. Let's talk about loud and love and right state. You know what I'm talking about, girl? Yeah. So, Wright State. All right, everybody out here is talking about Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky. Oh, team to watch. Watch out for them Norse gods. Let me tell you all about Wright State, okay? Yeah, sure. Maybe last year when they made the tournament, maybe they got a little embarrassed. Maybe they got run out of the gym by Tennessee to the tune of about 26 points. But let me tell you, this Wright State team is different this year, all right? Bill Wampler. You know, shooting the lights out. Just a commander out there. Loud and love. Imagine, you know, a 6'6 guy, like Guile from Street Fighter, and then just pump him full of air. He's like 6'6", 280. <laughs> he does nothing but rebound the basketball and pound the paint. This is your Horizon League champion. Enjoy it. Ride them to a cover in the first round of the tournament. They will lose. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> that's, a, that's the minute. Congratulations. Another successful journey. My favorite thing about that... Everyone is talking about Northern Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to be like, yes, everyone is talking about screw, Northern Kentucky. Screw the North gods, all right? Also, Cole Gentry, who I didn't mention. Well, He's also the, a sharp good, good Street Fighter reference. My yeah. circle talks about Wright State a lot, so they will be very excited to hear these words from you. Oh, is that right? You know, right when good. you said Wright State, I didn't even you know blink. I didn't pause. I was just like, well, I must be in my living room right now on my couch you know, <laughs> next the to my Raiders. friends. My circle says, give me more NC State Wolfpack content. <laughs> All right, Taylor, enough. Let's talk about the big picture. Let's talk about teams we like. Let's talk about other conferences. Who's showing well? Who's tailing off? Who do we short? Who, who do we you know sell on? Who do we buy on coming March? I mean, it's, conference tournaments are right around the corner, guys. we got like a week left of league play, roughly. Mm. I mean, I don't know. We, can, I, we get a couple days. I think when you look at your overall March picture, I think you have to first start looking at conferences. Yeah, let's look right? at leagues I mean, which I, are strong and not strong. I think that that's the strong. better way to do it rather than zeroing in on specific teams. I mean, to me, outside the ACC, the team, the conference that I trust the most right now is the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that SEC top to bottom, like I look at a team like Mississippi State, right? Like I, I think that Mississippi State is one of the best teams in the country right now. I think they're playing really well. I I actually like them as kind of a little dark horse team to make the final four. I think that they have, you know, size and strength across the board. I think that they have the ability to score the basketball. And they have a good like coach. Team, He's been there before. Helen Helen's like yeah. is, is a good and, coach. Yeah, I, I really like Ben Howland. I I love his commitment to defense and what they do there. So, you know, I don't know. So that's like where I start. You know, I, I look at those conferences. Like I like the SEC and I like the Big Ten. You know, I don't really love the Big Twelve right now. I've Certainly don't love the Big East right now. I think the Pac-12 can go somewhere else. You know, I can think you the, expand on the Big East a little bit? All right. So 
You know, the thing is that, so I, in in my opinion, okay, so I think that the Big East is a two-bid league, okay? I really think it is. I mean, I really think mm. you look at Marquette and Villanova. And Villanova then, won tonight, by the way. And that's the league. I mean, that is the league. It's only Marquette and Villanova. You know, I know that Seton Hall was very impressive earlier in the year. St. John's, you know, their, their thing that they're hanging their hat on right now is honestly their victories over Marquette. They've happened to own Marquette so far this year. They also had a very nice win against VCU. I think that people generally want to see Shamori Ponds in the tournament. But, I, you know, outside of Marquette and Villanova, and Villanova's really struggled recently, I, you know, I, I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of depth there, and I don't I don't see teams that will be successful in the tournament. You know, I, I think Georgetown is actually probably the the friskiest team right now outside of Penn State, kind of in the country. I think that they they really have the ability to surprise people. Um, but you know, anyways, I, I digress. I think it's a two bid league. I mean, I don't really love the Big East this year. I don't. It's not traditional Big East basketball. I think Creighton's having a really off year. I think Xavier, you know, the Chris Mack effect. I mean, they're in the bottom of the conference. Yeah, so. it's, it's dramatic um, the drop off. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, and you know, I think. But I, that being said, I think that Marquette fans, if you're a Marquette fan, I, I can't imagine you being happier. You know, Marcus Howard is nearing the career point mark for all of Marquette players. I think he has to average somewhere around. 40 a game, I think, between now and the end of the regular season for him to become the all-time career scoring leader for Marquette. I think that the Hauser brothers and Theo John in particular have been really impressive for them. So when I look at another potential Final Four Elite Eight team, I I think people are, aren't are talking about Marquette enough. I mean, I think Marquette's... Oh, I'm in. I think Marquette's in. better than... I love Marquette. You know, they, they had a great overtime win against Louisville earlier in the year. I know they lost earlier today, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah, That, that was to clinch. If they would have won, they would have clinched They had a lead a in that game also outright. in the second half, so... That's a tough game to play. You know, that game was actually not even played in the larger arena that Villanova traditionally plays, and it was played in, like, their smaller, like, I think it's only 8,000-seat arena, so it was so a rocking environment. Yeah. Um, Let's go to another conference, okay? I have been very disappointed in the A-10 this year. And (laughs) I think Davidson's been disappointing, and it doesn't look like they're going to get a bid right now because VCU has charged. They're on a nine-game winning streak. Dayton has left a little bit to be desired. And then the rest of the league are just full of disappointments. So I just don't see an A-10 team getting out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournaments. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... You can't really argue a case for them to get a second bid. It's just not out there. There's too many losses. I yeah. mean, Dayton's racked up nine losses. Davidson's racked up eight. I know they always play a pretty good non-conference, but they, I mean, they've got four conference losses. That shouldn't happen for that team. So, eight ten really disappointed for me this year, and I don't believe in VCU either. I've watched yeah. them enough. I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on VCU. I mean, Silva, I think, has been kind of the biggest surprise in the conference for me. I think that he's played really well for VCU. Um, but other than that, I think this is actually the conference that probably steals, steals a bid. I don't know that VCU wins the A10 yeah, maybe tournament, but I think like they do get that. Davidson large. finds it, and then a VCU. Yeah, gets I could even see like like a Duquesne or you know someone like that sneaking in, or even Dayton. I think Dayton has had moments; they're not playing well right now. But but anyways, um, I think VCU does get that large. But I agree with you; they're they're not they're not a second weekend team right now. A conference that you guys aren't really talking on that I actually really like more than most people. I think is the Big Twelve. And <laughs> you would like the Big I Twelve. I do. I do. <laughs> gracious. I I think most you of think these... TCU's a tournament team. 
Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I would be afraid to face TCU. How can you make the TCU coach, argument and not make the Clemson argument? I, I don't understand that. I think they'll both get in. Okay. I also, I the thing I like about the Big 12 is I feel like these teams know their identities. They know what they're going to do. Like, even Kansas State, a team that I'm not that high on, and uh, Dean Wade is out. Yeah, correct? he just went back out. Yes. Yeah, so, but even with that, they hang their hat on defense. That's their thing. So they're going to ride the defense. Texas Tech, they're going to ride the defense and then, you know, have these crazy scoring outbursts. Kansas, a team that, you know, disappointed, but they still have lots of talent. Iowa State, I think, is just absolute fire. I would be terrified to play against them in the tournament. It's a team that Mm -hmm. can just go off at any point. I mean, uh, and Baylor, you know, even that they could, can be really yeah, dangerous with Baylor their offense. Baylor can sneak in. That will that will definitely be an the interesting. The Big Twelve team. doesn't get a single Elite Eight team. I'm saying it right now. Ooh, depends on Iowa State's draw. I mean, they're yeah, definitely the they're yeah, by it depends far the best on Texas Tech. That's that's the best chance. Yeah, I think those two teams definitely have the highest ceiling. Iowa State's in the Big too 12. flaky, man. That team is way too flaky. I mean, I know they won by what they won going away from Oklahoma. They what were they trailing at half? And prior to that, they had a two game losing streak. Eh, uh, I don't trust. I, don't I trust mean, the I think you you talk about tired legs earlier with Syracuse. I mean, they they have they played like a five and a half man rotation at Iowa State. They're yeah. one of the you know one of the lowest bench minutes in all of college basketball. You're seeing them get tired right now. I I would actually like them more if they lost early in the Big 12 and kind of got in with like a little four to six seed mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I think they would be well served to have the rest. Even a team like Texas is 15 and 12 right now, and they are projected as a nine seed. I think I would be scared to play Texas. I think they have. I mean. You saw them kind of handle North Carolina earlier in the season. Granted, different different time for both teams, but I mean that's that's a team with talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Other conferences. It's all about these matchups, you know. It's just all about the matchups, man. Title races to pay attention to. Obviously, the ACC, the Atlantic Sun is going to be a really interesting finish between oh, Liberty and yeah. Lips- Lipscomb. Let's not forget about that one. Lipscomb Liberty is that what you? Yeah, mean? It's, yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be a great finish. Dude, those so, are two great tournament teams. No matter who gets in. Um, so I'll go ahead and jump in with with my pick of if we're talking general conference, you know, Anything. thirty thousand feet. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the obvious one that we never talk about. We never talk about the Big Ten. The Big mm-hmm. Ten has, I think, the deepest conference in mm-hmm. the country. They are they are stacked from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. You could even argue that Indiana. I mean, Indiana just picked up a win against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, every game is competitive. Penn State. I agree. Penn State is probably the best. <laughs> Sub 500 team in the country. They're playing better than anybody they, in the league right now. They are unbelievable. No, name a Big Ten team who's playing better than Penn State. There isn't one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I so the thing. I worry it- about the top a little bit, though. That's the only thing about the Big Ten. I, I agree with you about the depth. It's probably the deepest league. It is the deepest league, but the top is a little. Yeah, I mean, it's better than the Big 12's top. I'm all out on the Big 12, unlike Taylor, but the the top is. I don't think Michigan State is as good as any of the top three of the ACC. The thing is, with with the the top four or five of the Big Ten, I feel like any of them, given the right matchup, given, like, if they, if they get hot, I mean, teams like Purdue, teams like Michigan, that rely on their shooters hitting shots, if they get hot at the right time, those are easily Final Four teams, in I my mind. I think Purdue's the best candidate to get hot. I actually think mm-hmm. I don't think Michigan and Michigan State are teams that can really 
I don't know, get on a run. They seem like they are who they are, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be more rock solid than you know having a big swing either up or down. So the thing that the thing that I am like so intrigued by, and it like it comes up you know every year right before the tournament. The last time a Big Ten team won a national championship was the year 2000. It was Michigan State. Yeah, you're right. That was the last time. And there have been so many Big Ten teams that have come really close. Michigan a couple times. Indiana and when when Maryland won. And this is, of course, you know, the Maryland championship is an ACC championship. Wisconsin Let's, in 2015 was yeah, very yeah, close. Yeah, there's another one. Ohio State was Ohio very State. close multiple times. They exactly. Made a few Final Fours. Exactly. Yeah. Illinois. Illinois played North Carolina back in 2005. Yeah, my, point, my point is, I think that this is the year that they break through. Wow. I so think who it, is your national Who's your top champion? candidate? Yeah. Michigan State. Michigan State, even mm-hmm. without Nick Ward. Yeah. And even without Langford out for the entire yeah. season. Yeah. Well, they uh, did just beat Michigan at home. Mi- yeah. Like Michigan yeah. Yeah. on the road, you know. And Michigan has been struggling. Ann Arbor, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, Cass- Cassius, Winston, Cassius Winston, what he did in that Michigan game was – one of the best performances I've seen all year. Just constantly putting Michigan in pick and rolls, mm-hmm. finding the open man. Defensively, you know, people talk about <clears throat> Texas Tech. They talk about UVA. Michigan State, and even Michigan, Michigan State is right there. I mean, mm-hmm. Xavier Tillman, to me, is such a stud defender down low. I mean, he he can guard, he can guard your three, he can guard your wing, but he can also body up down low. I mean... He is an excellent defender. And I, you know, I wonder if they're not a little bit better maybe without Nick Ward, even mm-hmm. though Nick yeah. Ward got them wow. easy buckets down I, low. I no, I think there's something to be said for that. Because yeah. sometimes he does go a little rogue. Yeah. And like if if you watch some of the earlier games, especially, he just like has this he has the Elijah Thomas, you know, I'm gonna shoot this regardless right. of whether there are three men on me right. or not. Plus you it's know? gotta be great for Izzo's blood pressure to not have Nick Ward out there <laughs> just because he's just like living in Nick Ward's ear um, during so many of those games. But yeah, that that Michigan win was very impressive. Um, Will they play again? And all I want all I want for conference tournament weekend is for, not weekend, week is for Michigan State to draw Penn State at some point. And uh, that's what I want. I tell you. Maybe Penn State's just going to win out. They're not going to lose a game. They're going to go like whatever, you know, uh, you know, nine and zero or thirteen and zero, whatever, whatever it is. Because I mean, know. right now they're second to last, and Michigan State's second or tied for first. Yeah, that's possible. I would love to see that. I also really like Iowa. I'm, I'm going to say I know they just lost Ohio State, um, which was great for me. For <laughs> um, but but I'll also say that I I do really like this Iowa team. They they can really score. They're like a much better version of NC State. For those that are still a fan of NC State, we're all fans. They're a much, much better version of them. Well, um, if you'd like anyways. to, if you'd like to contact the podcast, you can tweet at us. We are at ACC People DGens. You can email the program. Our Gmail account is entitled ACC People DGens at gmail.com. And also, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all of the above. And well, we'd love to interact with you and tell a friend about the podcast. I'm sure a lot of your work neighbors and your you know, neighbors in general are going to be looking at some of the stuff as um, 
They try to fill out a bracket. Now, the thing is, don't tell anyone, and then you can be the smartest guy in the room. See, that's the thing. Then then people can be like, oh, hey, you know, George, man, he really knows his college basketball. Let's all go, like, you know, pick up, you know, or talk to him about the bracket. You know, so that's yeah. what I want. I don't want anybody to tell anyone else. All Keep right. the knowledge for yourself. Okay. Hoard it. That's Like fair. a squirrel with its nuts. Don't tell so, anyone. How many subscribers do we have? We're done. We, we, I don't care. We're we're done. Done. There's, no room for, there's no more room in the end. There's no more. If you try to subscribe, you will not the be able to. The boat is full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll hit it and it'll say no longer. Access denied. We're like the fire festival. <laughs>